friends, welcome to Wrestle Buddies GameSpot's Wrestling Podcast. We'll friendship, wrestling, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring, and with me as always is my co-host and Dark Order member, Chrissy Hayner. How you doing, Chris? Matt, I'm fantastic. Yes, as revealed in our mini-episode this week, your boy is an official member of the Dark Order. I'm going to attempt to become AEW TNT champion, so the uh, TNT Network's Twitter profile has to recognize me as their champion. I have not been assigned a number yet, but I'm assuming that's coming. Oh, what number would you want to get? 69. Nice. Like, like, is there another so number? Dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So uh, dumb. We got a ghost this week. Uh, no, super no, spooky no, ghost. No, you read it wrong. We have a guest this week. You do this every time. It's, no, we, we only have ghosts on this show. This spooky show. Megan Vick, uh, TV Guide's <laughs> senior editor, is not a ghost. She is a real living person. Watch. Meg, say something. Say anything. I've come to haunt oh. the Wrestle Buddies podcast. Come on. It's a real ghost. It's, it's not a ghost. 42 episodes. She's making you look like a fool. <laughs> so much redlining. Uh, so much. Uh, Meg, I have worked with on and off for how how long has it been? Meg, 75 years at this point? Uh, close to that. 75, or I think the actual number is, uh, seven? Has it really been seven years? We were, yeah, we worked at another outlet together, and then we both ended up, uh, in the CBS Interactive family, and now we both find ourselves in the, uh, Red Ventures family, uh, as parts of TV Guide and uh, GameSpot, respectively. Uh, but today she's here for something very special, Matt, because this this is not just any episode, because, Matt, it's Young Rock Week. The Rock has an NBC comedy. I know, and I just want you to to do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, if you're listening at home, rate and, rate and re- review us on, on the iTunes. Oh, man, I cannot talk today. You're but rate and review time. us on the iTunes. Let people know that you like the show or that you listen. If you rate and review, more people on iTunes see it because that's how things work. Now, Chris, what is on the dinner menu for tonight? Well, first of all, I would like to point out that iTunes no longer exists. So what Matt really wants you to do is to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. What are you talking about? I have iTunes. I don't think you do. I am 39, almost 39, and out of touch that, with this, everything. That's, that's the second time this week you've declared yourself to be 39. <laughs> as, someone who is, to go. As, as someone who is actually 39, <laughs> relish in these moments, Matt. Relish. Uh, I am 38 <laughs> and three quarters or whatever. Okay, never that's mind. That's pretty good. Uh, this over. week, uh, in a, later on in the show, we have a special guest, uh, Joseph Lee Anderson, who plays Rocky Johnson on NBC's Young Rock, uh, is here to talk about, honestly, uh, learning to wrestle with Chavo Guerrero, which is bonkers, and just sort of like embodying the 70s and 80s wrestling industry aesthetic, which is, it's, it's, at this point, the first episode of Young Rock has debuted, and if you haven't watched it, go watch it. I'm assuming it's on Hulu or NBC.com or Peacock or some such nonsense. It's and probably it's probably on the Hulu and the Peacock. And that's it's usually good. what NBC does is Hulu and Peacock. And it's yeah. good. It's really, really good and worth your time. Uh, so we're going to talk to him a bit about playing The Rock's dad, which seems like a tall order. Uh, but before that, Megan... Uh, senior editor at TV Guide, also a TV critic in her own right. We're just going to talk about the show because all three of us were able to screen it a little bit early. And I feel like all three of us have thoughts. Meg, like uh, the the show, anyone who's listened to the show and knows Matt and I are uh, 
honestly too weird about wrestling. Don't know where you stand on wrestling. Like what, like do, are you a fan? What is your experience with wrestling? And like, what do you know about the industry? Uh, my brother, I have an older brother who's five and a half years older than me. And he Mm. was very into wrestling, like in the early nineties. So like he stopped right as the WWF became the WWE, like right in that era was when, so I like on Saturday mornings, I spent time watching with, so like, I remember vague things like Hulk Hogan becoming Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and I. What a sellout. I've, <laughs> I've been to a couple of live wrestling matches. Just really? like we went as a family uh, over there. At, I grew up in North Carolina at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. <laughs> we went to a few like we were like in a gym. It wasn't like a stadium or anything. Mm-hmm. We were mm-hmm. in a gym on wooden bleachers and people wrestled. Mm-hmm. And my brother was very excited about it. And, and were you indifferent about it? I was very confused a lot of the time. I was <laughs> excited because other people were excited. But if you asked me, like, what was going on, who we were supposed to be, or like what the storylines were, no mm-hmm. clue. I was just there to watch people get like smacked down. <laughs> I love that you saw it in a gym because I feel like that's everyone's first indie wrestling experience is somebody's gym. It's also the most pure version of wrestling. Yeah. Like, like if, 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 if the pandemic were over tomorrow and I was given two options, go watch like a SmackDown taping at Staples Center here in Los Angeles or go watch a wrestling show in a high school gym or like an American Legion Hall somewhere in the valley it would take mere seconds for me to be like, oh, I'm going to the gym or the American Legion Hall because that's where wrestling exists. You're going to see some weird stuff tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's OK. So that's where you're coming from. You have you have some exposure to wrestling, but you wouldn't call yourself a fan necessarily. Not like your brother who right. Matt, if he got out, if he got the F out with the F in WWF, that's right around the time you stopped watching, too, isn't it? Yeah, End I, of I stopped era? watching. End of Attitude Era to um to go to college and work at a toy store. Very important that I couldn't watch wrestling while going while, while working at a toy store or working at a toy store. Okay, so Meg, tell us what you thought about Young Rock. <laughs> That's um, what, wow. I'm gonna be. I went into it kind of blind. All I knew was like, oh, this is gonna be a story about the Rock as a kid, and I thought, and I feel bad for saying this, but I thought it was going to be a lot fluffier than it was like a little bit more obnoxious and just like a small, like Samoan kid raising his eyebrows all the time saying what he's cooking. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's what I thought it was. I feel like that is a understandable (laughs) expectation of a show about tiny Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Um, and then I walked and I was surprised by the amount of depth that was in even in the first episode of like, he's kind of opening, he's really opening the door to his past and his childhood. And he's allowing people to see his family history. That wasn't perfect. Like he and his dad did not have a perfect relationship. And I really like even in the first episode, really like how they like comp they handled that complicated dynamic. Uh, I, I honestly, I couldn't agree more. I, I was genuine knowing 
a, a fair amount about like the wrestling industry of the 70s and 80s and how it didn't always lead to the best parenting examples and the best experiences uh, for families because honestly pro pro wrestling life didn't really match up well with the life of like family because you're on the road so often and you're on the road sort of scrounging by just to make it uh I was really surprised by how honest it was about that and how honest it was about living the gimmick in, you know, we're driving a nice car, but we're living in a crappy hotel because we have to put up the image that like, I'm a big famous wrestler driving a Cadillac, even though I'm driving that Cadillac to a place, a room, like a, a small room I share with my wife and my child. There's also the idea that what I really liked about grounding and kind of behind the scenes look is that uh it does paint rocky johnson not in the best light where he's he's with his family but for all intents and purposes he is an absentee father you know he's you know time to hang out with the boys you know i gotta go do this deal over here i gotta go to a show uh he's providing for his family but he's not so much around and there is a pretty big disconnect between uh dewey or Dwayne the rock johnson i do love that they call him dewey maybe no we can call him Dewey. It's allowed. We can call him Dewey. Uh, but there was that disconnect between that father-son relationship that you don't get. Well, you know, Rock's mother is completely raising him on her own. I mean, yeah, I feel like she's the hero of the story. Like, she literally holds this entire family together. Seem At least, at, at the very least, across the two. Because, like, okay, so the thing about Young Rock, if you haven't watched it yet, is it's set in three different time periods in Dwayne Johnson's life. It's when he's 10 when he's 15 and when he's in college. Uh, and at the very least for the, the age 10 and the age 15, you see that it's 100% his mother holding things together mm -hmm. while his dad is sort of chasing uh, the dream of remaining as a top level wrestling star. Like the, as, as much as this show to me feels like an honest love letter to the wrestling industry, it feels like even an even bigger love letter to just the rocks mom who seems to be the coolest human being on the planet. I will also say that like, what's really interesting is that like, yes, even though we, it's honest about the fact that like Rocky isn't the greatest dad, it's not like a polarization thing. It's not like mm -mm. he's mm -hmm. a shitty dad. So we resent him and we don't like him. You understand why this little kid idolizes this man and why like Dewey grows up to be the rock and wants to be a wrestler. You understand from a kid's perspective, why these men, even when they're disappointing him, are his idols. And that's like really cool to see like how and I'm really interested to see how that like develops further of like how that relationship continues and the peaks and valleys of like his dad didn't show up for whatever he needed to show up for. But at the same time, like this man is like clearly the beacon, like the North Star of his life. Mm -hmm. I do want to quickly mention that uh, the pilot episode or the first episode does show all three eras of Rock's life in one episode. But that is something that does not continue throughout the series, which I'm so thankful for, to be honest. Yeah, the subsequent uh, episodes, you sort of get one age range per episode. Uh, in addition to the pilot, Matt, we saw we saw another young Dewey episode and we saw another high school episode. The young Dewey episode. I think that's episode two. I, yeah. I, I don't want to get into too much detail, but that episode is fantastic. It is so good. They're both so good. Yeah, it's but it's, I mean, that's, it's just it's a fun show and I it's fun in ways I didn't expect it. I also I don't know about you guys. Like, I love the I, I love how silly the framing device of it is that like, first of all, I love the rock 
The Rock has confirmed on Twitter more than once that he and I are best friends. So, like, I, I stand by that. But him running for president is a very through the looking glass moment, uh, given where we've been for the past few years with a reality TV show president. Uh, but, like, I love the framing device that it is an interview with him talking about his childhood as the country gets to know who Dwayne Johnson is. Uh, an interview carried out by very serious journalist, former actor Randall Park, yeah, who uh, takes many, for- many chances to say, you know, I used to be an actor, right? One division star, Randall Park. That's right. Yes. Wow. Is this the, is this is 2021 like the Randall Park assance? Like he's on two uh, of the coolest I'm best into things. It. Well, like, was it uh, always be my maybe 2020? I can't. 2020 is such a weird time thing. Yeah. But he did a he did a rom com with um. Oh my god. Why can't I remember her name? This is awful. Um. Who's the the comedian who wrote Always Be My Maybe? Ali Wong. Ali Wong. There we go. So I feel like that was the start of it because he has that awesome "I want to like punch Keanu Reeves in the face" song. Like that was. So like if anybody I'm hate to be like a Randall Park hipster, like especially when I'm trying to be like, yeah, like I knew about Randall Park after he was in two very big Marvel movies. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you're just getting on look, the Randall Park train because of WandaVision, you're late. <laughs> look, I don't know how to break it to you guys. I was with Randall Park when he was in the interview with Seth Rogan. What's up? Oh he was God, the, so good in that. He was. The movie that caused the Sony hack? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Randall Park has really been in a lot of really big high profile. But like it what's what's good is like, okay, now now this is becoming uh Randall Park buddies. So the thing I okay, love about that. what he's doing here is in Young Rock, he's freaking hilarious and he's so on the nose and sort of meta being silly about being a former actor turned journalist, like hard nosed, hard news journalist. But it's, it's hilarious. But then you look at WandaVision and it's, it's in very over the top. There's a lot of drama to that role that I feel like we haven't seen him do a lot of before. And like, man, he really is. He's kind of all over the map and I'm digging it. Randall Park has impeccable timing when delivering like comedic lines Mm -hmm. but he also does so in a way where you feel like he's playing the straight man in the scenario yeah he's playing the straight man and it's the silliest straight man yeah exactly where you think that the charismatic Dwayne the rock johnson is going to be delivering the comedic lines he's going to be the one that catches your attention but it's just park's dry delivery of turning to the camera and be like i was an actor once and it's kind of like <laughs> this subtle sadness in the way he delivers it is so good like he's he's one of the funniest dudes like on television but again you go to wandavision he's still kind of a, a, a comedic foil there in a sense but there's so much more depth to that character and his delivery there mm-hmm. so i just yeah let's just 2021 is about randall park that's it let's, i'm for let's it go I ahead and declare it. it 2021 is randall park's year Randall Park's here. We just did it. Sorry, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I know it's your I show, but like, when do we watch Young Park? <laughs> when do we get Young Park? I feel like you almost need somebody, at least to me, Randall Park's high profile, <laughs> but you need somebody that like is easily recognizable to kind of be across the table from Dwayne the Rock Johnson on the show. You need someone you know. Well, and I think I, I feel like you. I think I think it's a thing where it has to be just recognizable enough. If you put George mm-hmm. Clooney 
across from him or if you like I'm trying to think of like who the biggest like if you put the biggest actors on the planet across the table from the rock one of the biggest actors on the planet I feel like that's too distracting Randall Park is well known he's in all kinds of things but he's not sort of he's not really pigeonholed into one specific thing like he he's sort of a jack of all trades in terms of what he can do as an actor and it's made it to a point where like you see Randall Park you're like oh I know him he's in this thing I love and this thing I love and this thing I love and it's just recognizable enough to where it's hilarious that he's the one that is doing the interviews. I think it's also a thing of like with the setup that like The Rock is running for president. The fact that Randall is like he's a little bit in awe of The Rock, like as you should be, that mm-hmm. he's not a real human. The Rock is like mm-hmm. a myth in real a human humans body. don't have muscles like that. Right. And so it's cool to have Randall, like Randall really suddenly pulls off the whole, like it's the rock without it being like gross. And I feel like if you have someone like a George Clooney or a Brad Pitt or someone there, it would be funny for an instant, but then you're like, why is this? Like, it's not as fun to watch them interview the rock because it's like, Mm -hmm. well, you're on the same level. (laughs) Yeah. I feel, I feel like park we are just talking about park i feel like he does walk that line of being gross though very carefully yeah. like there's moments where you're like are, are he's gonna ask him to go out to ice cream or something after like you want to catch a movie like you're waiting for that moment from him. he wants to be best friends with the rock that's what we the rock. all do that's what's <laughs> relatable about it <laughs> like i listen i realistically yes i want to be best friends with the rock i don't think i can handle it he's in the gym all the time clanging and banging um, and, and even when he's not and it's cheat day, I'm like, I no human can eat this much food. The rock. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, you want to hang out, get a cheat meal. Let's go grab a burger or something like, no, we have to get five burgers on brioche buns and then smother it in pancakes and syrup. And I'm like, I don't, um, I would say comparatively for those unaware of the advertisements for this show, which have not been exceptionally great in my opinion. Um, Comparatively, I'd say this is kind of a toned down or volume turned down. Everybody hates Chris kind of in the same where it's uh, I mean, it's not as straight up funny. I think it's more interesting that everybody hates Chris because it's delving so deep into the very, very real world of wrestling Mm -hmm. and not the uh, every show that's ever or anytime a TV show has covered wrestling, it has been surface level we'll say um even glow glow felt very surface level right i I feel like within the few episodes we saw they got into a lot of really deep terminology uh a lot of kind of behind the scenes stuff from the 80s which you don't talk about publicly all the kayfabe stuff and Uh, honestly the realities of the rise and fall of a career because you're not gonna be on top forever so you go in in this season, you'll see you'll see Rocky Johnson at his heights uh, when do, when young Dewey, the ten year old, is idolizing his father. But then you also see him like at his lows, where like he's older now. Wrestling has changed, and he's wrestling at flea markets because yeah. because honestly, that is especially back then, before the convention circuit became a huge thing, a huge money maker for a lot of legendary wrestlers, uh, like just making towns for 200 or $300 became just a way of life. Yeah. So it does hit the kind of whole gamut there, which is wrestling can be, if you're a famous wrestler, it can be glorious 
or kind of humiliating depending on how you look on look on it look at it whatever um but i do love that it kind of hits all aspects of it i don't see wrestling as a flea market as humiliating but maybe people who were in their glory days looking back might uh, as someone who's been to a number of flea market wrestling shows, same here. I love them. Like, like legit. There used to there's a swap meet in Anaheim, California, that used to do wrestling every single Saturday. And every single Saturday, I would truck down to Anaheim, which is a good hour long drive away, to just to walk through a flea market to go sit at a crappy wrestling ring and just watch dudes have fun in the ring. And it was the best. Yeah. I've been to many Wizard World wrestling shows. Oh, boy. Which are in the middle of a comic book convention. Oh, boy. Meg, did you have any other thoughts on the show? I'm very I'm I'm very curious about your thoughts on this because, A, you're a new voice to the show. I'm glad we finally found a reason to get you in here to talk with us. I well, she was already on the show. I was not on she the was, show. I was a she secret was in the guest. Audience. I was in, she the, was in the audience. I was the first yeah. official no audience member of wrestling and i this and i true. and i will say we've only had two total audience members so you're still half the audience there we go that's pretty good <laughs> um Love it. but uh, yeah like did you did you learn anything about sort of wrestling the wrestling industry through the show yeah i found it like i as you mentioned earlier the whole like work the gimmick thing was very interesting to me and like there were like we should talk about like the people that Rocky Johnson was hanging out with, like Andre the Giant and the Wild Samoans. Like those are names that even I, as a casual wrestling fan, were aware of. Mm-hmm. And so to like see that these guys are living in crappy motels, I was like, but they had like lasting impacts on pop culture. Like I, who doesn't know who Andre the Giant is? Right. And like, it's really cool to kind of see like he not only was he in the rocks orbit, but sort of like how he like fits into that world and getting to see these wrestlers on the level that like, oh, I I'm like aware of this person. I like vaguely remember seeing a weird old commercial (laughs) with them in it Um, and getting more context about that is really amazing. I want to shout out like to Matt's point about this feeling like everybody hates Chris, um, the showrunner for Fresh Off the Boat, Nanashka Khan, Mm -hmm. who The Rock calls Natch. I love that they have their. <laughs> I love it. Everybody, love it. everybody on the show calls the Rock DJ, and they call the showrunner Natch. And I'm just like, I love this dynamic already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did fresh off the boat, and I feel like she did a really good. I know Eddie Wang had problem. Fresh off the boat is a ABC sitcom that was based on Eddie Wang's uh, memoir. Uh, and, he, and, it's, and it was really, 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 really good. I just want to throw it out. That I loved was, Fresh Off the Boat. It was really, really, really good. He had some problems with how they sanitized it, but like it was an ABC sitcom. So like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I like, just want to acknowledge that. But like as far as like a TV show goes and like going up and going back, like Nanashi Khan knows what she's doing about doing flashback like context stories. And I feel like she was a really good pick to sort of shepherd this. And I feel like that's why we're getting the stories that we're getting and it's going to the emotional places that we're going because like the rock trusted the right person to, to really bring this out of him. I, I agree. Like uh, Meg, we both, we were both there for the, the TCA, the TV critics association panel for this show. And it really hit home to me how well Nanachka and uh, Dwayne, they seem to work really well together. Like it, it's it. I feel like there's a lot of instances where, a show like this could happen and fresh off the boat, for instance, like Eddie Wang, 
he thought it was too sanitized compared to what his memoir was, which I understand. But also the realities of like TV production means like sometimes those things happen based on network standards. Uh, I feel like it came off to me that Dwayne and Natch, as he calls her, which was very, very cute. Uh, they worked really hand in hand to bring this thing to life and it worked. They're, they're shooting it in Australia, which I still don't, I'm still not clear on why exactly that's the case. Uh, if, unless it's just COVID. Uh, one, I feel like they have, um, I mean, COVID's, a, I feel like a big part of it because they can film without masks in Australia. Okay. Um, I also, do we know what movie The Rock is currently filming at any given time? Is it in Australia? All of the movies? I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm pretty sure The Rock is not filming anything in Australia at this point. He wrapped Red he Notice doing, in Europe recently-ish. I thought production was beginning on Black Adam, if I'm crazy. I think they're still in pre-production on Black Adam. Okay. They just started, they've, they've got some casting done. The Rock, as ever, is the busiest human being on the planet. Mm. Like he's always working on at least seventeen movies, it seems like. But this goes, and also like, the Titan Games, whatever that yeah. is. This go well. This goes hands in hand with why the relationship with Natch is so important because, like, this is a very busy man who was making mm-hmm. blockbusters all the time. So, like, while I think it's you can feel his fingerprints on this, he obviously is having input and in saying things because it's too personal for him not to. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to the day to day and getting this executed, like Natch is the person that's doing that. And I feel like the reason this is good is you can tell like they have a trusting relationship and whatever they worked really hard in pre-pro for her to have all the information she needs to get this done in the right way. And I don't and I feel like that that's really important when you're like handling someone's life story that like they trust you to tell it (laughs) and that you have the ability to go to them, be like, hey, like we're working on this thing. And we need to change it for X, Y, Z reasons, or we need to do this. Like you need to weigh in on why that's happening. Like they can have that dialogue mm-hmm. and that like, that's, that's really, listen, if you, if your creatives aren't on the same page, you have a mess of a TV show. And we've all, I think we've all seen shows where it was obvious <laughs> that the people at top did not agree with what was, what was supposed to be happening. Yeah. We won't name names, but there are a number of messy TV shows where clearly there was not, there was some, not great collaboration going on behind the scenes. Um, but one of the last things I wanted to hit on is how awesome it is that we have uh, not just Soul Man Rocky Johnson. And as you mentioned, Andre the Giant and the Wild Samoans, we get people like the Iron Sheik, who uh, young Dewey called Sheiky Baby, which is kind of perfect. Uh, we have Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, it was announced on social media this week that Vince McMahon is going to be on this show. Someone's going to be playing a young Vince McMahon on this show. There are so many uh, familiar wrestling characters and personalities that are being sort of like injected into this show to round out the weird wrestling world it exists in that. Like if you are a wrestling fan, like that's, that's enough nerdy stuff just to keep you hooked in. But Mm -hmm. if you aren't a wrestling fan, they're sticking to seemingly higher profile names that like, like an Andre the giant, like a macho man, Randy Savage, it'll sort of catch your attention. Be like, Oh, I know those names. So like, I don't feel too out of depth. But not Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, not Hulk Hogan. My dream is that, like, when they finally get to uh, college, Dwayne, like, going out for the WWF um, or WWE by the time he gets there, I want, like, a 
He already confirmed that Elizabeth Warren will not be in the first season. That was my f- most pressing yeah. question for The Rock. That, in the TCA panel, Megan Vick asked if Elizabeth, his be- his BFF, baller superfan Elizabeth Warren, would appear on The Young Rock. Not in season one. Not in, but I am hoping they do something like maybe there's like a young Elizabeth who like sees the rock at like one of his early <laughs> exhibition matches and it like inspires her to like run for office or something like I don't that would, oh my god like that would be that would be insane elizabeth warren became who she became because she watched a young kid named flex cavana wrestle one time because meg before he was Ro- the rock or rocky mayavia and this is a name i want to i th- this is my hope for the show i got to hear at some point the name Flex Cavana be said, which is The Rock's original wrestling name. It's a good name. I'm gonna it's, throw it out there. It's a, it's a great name. It's not as good as The Rock, uh, but uh, yeah, that like my that is that is my my prediction for the show. We got to get a Flex Cavana in there somewhere. We could talk about this show all day, but let's go to someone on the show and talk to uh, Joseph Lee Anderson, who plays Rocky Johnson, uh, Soul Man Rocky Johnson, uh, about his role and uh, what he's bringing to the table. Hey, friends, this week we have a very special guest, uh, one of the stars of the upcoming NBC show, Young Rock, Joseph Anderson, who plays Rocky Johnson. Sir, how are you doing? I'm good. How y'all doing? Wonderful. I am super duper into this show. Uh, <laughs> we 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 ha- we've both seen three episodes so far. Yeah, yeah, and uh, holy cow! Yeah, I so prior to kind of landing the role as Rocky Johnson on the series, were you a wrestling fan? Was that something you were into at all? When I was younger, I was really big into it. Who were who were like your favorites? Who were the people that you gravitated towards? Oh my god, Jeff Hardy was a big one for me. Uh, the Rock, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, those are like some of Stone Cold's. Like, I I find I you it's it's kind of awesome that you mentioned The Rock. So when when it comes to the point where you find out like, hey, not a you're in contention to play his dad on a TV show about his life, but then you actually get the role and start working with him. What is that experience like? Uh, it it was wild. Uh, that's The Rock. Everybody loves The Rock. Uh, <laughs> And I never expected to book a project like like this big on this magnitude. So it's it's pretty surreal. So one thing, like I, I grew up on Rocky Johnson and The Rock and just wrestling in general. But one thing about Rocky Johnson is he's he's so charismatic and he's very animated within his face, which is something I feel like you just nail out of the park. Um, how do you get into character and how do you have to keep in mind that like you're doing so much facial work? In real life, I'm a very like shy and introverted dude. It, mm-hmm. Rocky is not that at all. So from the moment I get on set, I'm just like, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm cracking jokes with everyone. I'm being as big as possible throughout the whole day. Turning yourself up to 11, essentially, which is <laughs> maybe 13.8. <laughs> It uh, it like it's also a very physical role. I know uh, during the the TCA press tour session for the show, uh, Dwayne mentioned 
that you have done so at least some wrestling training because obviously there's a lot of in-ring stuff uh how yeah. deep did you get into that and like like how has that changed how you view pro wrestling um yeah so hats off to chavo guerrero he was our wrestling coach yeah and he That's awesome uh, yeah he definitely spent a lot of time working with me and all the guys actually um so to make sure we looked looked like we knew what we were doing um, was that how long was that uh that process and like was that sun up sundown training with guerrero it was <laughs> so i think we got like three like three or four days to learn like the basic moves mm -hmm. with them and then as the matches came we got like two days to like really get the match and learn the choreography and all that was there was there a a move that you know you're you're doing bumps you're doing a few drop kicks jumping off the top rope was there something that a little bit tougher for for you to uh to perform I played basketball in school, so I already had that athletic mm. base. Um, so, like, once he really taught it to me and I got it going, it was fine. I think the drop kicks were the the things that were kind of eh at first about, especially because they wanted me to jump, like, really. Like, I'm <laughs> jumping and kicking people in the head almost. Uh, <laughs> but once we once I got it, it was it was locked in. Yeah, because you're you're getting pretty high, and you also have to like take a bump. So there's so much maneuvering in the air you have to do at the same time. But kick, turn your body, don't fall on your head. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a lot. <laughs> it's it's honestly something I hadn't really thought about before. I'm picturing now drop kicks in my mind, and it seems like it seems miserable because yes, you hit the guy, but then you fall face first onto the ground. They're not fun. <laughs> I'm very clumsy, so I, 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 I'm surprised I didn't hurt myself worse than what I did. <laughs> uh, when it comes to getting that characterization down, did like were you? I'm wondering how much of it was obviously taught, like being able to talk to Dwayne about what his father was like and what the character that he played was like, and how much of it was you like going and finding tape of Rocky Johnson and sort of figuring out all those mannerisms when it came to the um the non-wrestling stuff that's what me and Dwayne talked the most um but when it was the wrestling stuff that was just me on youtube constantly trying to figure out you know you know all his expressions you know how he did a shuffle how he moved things like that i do love the i do love the shuffle <laughs> it's such and it's like you growing up watching people like jeff hardy and the rock and stone cold that that 70s style of wrestling is so different where like like jeff hardy wins matches by doing like backflips through the air and mm -hmm. like jumping off of ladders and stuff back then like rocky johnson would just throw out a really mean punch and that would seal the deal it's such That's a it. it's like an entirely different sport or art form so I there's been a lot of shows about wrestling, uh, movies about wrestling, uh, trying to kind of break into what wrestling is. And I, and I know the focus of this show is Young Rock and going through The Rock's life. Um, how do you think that fans will perceive the way you guys are covering wrestling with kind of uh, an honest nature that is realistic, but also with a solid comedic slant? Mm. I'm sure the the fans of that older generation of wrestling will love it. 
Um, and then I'm sure the new, you know, generation of wrestling fans will, you know, come to appreciate and, and find something new about uh, where the sport they love so much came from. It gets really in depth with terminology, which is something I, I liked for kind of the, the layman who's not into that. Uh, what was kind of your favorite terminology that you learned about the wrestling world? I think learning what a shoot was, uh, <laughs> learn what a receipt was. That was kind of <laughs> that was kind of fun because uh, uh, like I was doing a match with one of the stunt guys, and he like really like hit me one. I was like, "Yo, that that hurt." <laughs> and then well, one of our producers like, "Yeah, just give him a receipt later. He'll be fine." <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so, yeah, that was a fun. One. Have those terms crossed over into your real life now? Are you <laughs> giving receipts? Uh, yeah. If someone cuts you off on the freeway, you're like, I'm going to give this guy a receipt. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, something I find interesting, specifically about your role in the show, is you're getting to play uh, this character across three very different points in his career. Like, from the highs of like wrestling at a top level to like literally wrestling at a flea market and hustling for a couple hundred dollars. Uh, as you, as you dug into the character, I'm wondering what are the differences you sort of honed in on in where he, how, how he approached being at his highs versus like relatively speaking at his lows. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was, you know, Madison square garden or at a flea market, Rocky was going to give you a show that you were going to remember for the rest of your life. Um, and he gave his all in everything he did. That was even when he was driving his truck. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. didn't, didn't matter. That was just his mentality. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, do you, do, you, <laughs> do you find kind of getting in the headspace of someone who thinks very, very highly of himself and is always playing the gimmick uh, was a challenge? I didn't. I didn't think it was a challenge at all. Because uh -uh, essentially that's what I was doing. You know, yeah. was gimmick the whole time. Because uh, I'm, I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we've seen but now that we've seen it we know you you have the potential to be no no it's certainly possible <laughs> <laughs> if a camera's not there I, I can't be that no no it's time to throw on a pair of trunks and get down to your local wrestling show oh those trunks <laughs> trunks not into the trunks oh i love them so much <laughs> I said so much sarcasm. <laughs> oh, they were the best. I could wear them in the street. I love them. Very comfortable. And yet somehow here, decades later, it is still the preferred wrestling attire is running around in these very, very, very short shorts. Very short. Very short. They're very short. Every day is an Italian beach when you're at a wrestling show. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm wondering, like, obviously you studied Rocky Johnson a lot and, but as you, as you dug, especially since like, there are other, there are so many like iconic wrestlers portrayed on the show. Were, were, were there any wrestlers in particular that you sort of discovered that you were like, that really stuck with you? I, I think I knew about, knew about Andre the Giant, obviously, uh, people know the Sheik. Um, I didn't know much about the Junkyard Dog. Mm. I think that was the one I didn't know much about. It was just, his finisher was just a headbutt while he was crawling on the ground, which is the most, the weirdest <laughs> finisher in the world. 
Hey, you got the job done. Oh, it, it sure did. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, like, I, I, like, I love. Weirdly, I love the simplicity of that era of wrestling, where like, Macho Man seemed to have the most death-defying finishing move of all time, and it was just an elbow drop. It seems so tame compared to today's standards. But as a kid, watching it, like him jump off that top rope, like every wow. single time, I was horrified that like this is the end for him. He's going from. <laughs> Four feet off the ground is too high. This That's is too much. much. <laughs> this, the story is telling different points uh, in the lives of this family. Um, is there a certain era that was most exciting for you to play? I have to say the, uh, the younger Dewey era. Mm -hmm. that, that was, you know, Rocky at his peak. That's when you had the flashy clothes, cars. That's where all the wrestling happens. Mm -hmm. That was a fun one to portray. That, that's when he's drinking Coca-Cola Classic and not <laughs> Sims Market Cola. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> I've ruined the show. Oh, no. Yeah. God, that was like the main joke. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, but looking at looking at the show's comedy, it, it has to strike this really interesting balance because, yes, it is a half hour comedy. Uh, it is loaded pretty wall to wall with jokes, but it's also telling a pretty honest story about sort of the wrestling of that the wrestling industry of that era. You're where you're constantly having to live the gimmick, even at the detriment of your own uh, your own worth, like your own wealth for you was it easy to sort of find the line between the joke and also like ultimately it is a very inspiring story because you look at what especially where Dwayne came from and what he's risen to since then but like in the moment there are there are pieces of that lifestyle that are kind of heartbreaking as you see especially Rocky struggling to not only stay relevant but sort of be able to keep that glory of his fame alive. It was different. I wouldn't say it was difficult uh, because I feel like we're different from a lot of comedies in a sense that we are very heartwarming and we are dealing with some pretty sad, you know, sad things. Um, but we're not going to beat you over the head with jokes and you probably aren't going to ball your eyes out, but you may get kind of like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? So I think we're, we're walking like a fine balance of, of both genres in a sense. Thank you, Joseph, for coming on the show. If they want to watch you as Rocky Johnson, where can they see you? When, where, all, all the W's. Oh man, NBC, February 16th. I'm not sure what time zone people are in, but check your local list. <laughs> check, your, check your local list. It's every Tuesday night. You're going to want to see the show because honestly, it's it's fun and it's it's especially the last few years we've seen a like we've seen a number of different sort of wrestling adjacent projects but this is the one that I've found myself enjoying the most yeah, yeah. and I'm Sorry. in purple shorts that's so. right if Watch you want if you want to see a man in purple shorts throwing a very charismatic punch <laughs> like you gotta tune into Young Rock because it's where it's it's where the good the goods are. Thank you to Joseph Lee Anderson for uh, giving us some insight into your character. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he is at I Joseph Anderson. That's I J O S E P H A N D E R S O N. He's got an easy name to spell. So just 
but just put an I at the beginning, like iTunes. Like iPad. Which is a thing I use. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that Joseph Lee Anderson no longer exists? He exists. Like iTunes? Even though you tell me he doesn't. Uh, Chris, go to the mailbag. Yeah, we got before. The, so this week we don't have like, obviously, this is our Young Rock episode. We don't have Young Rock themed questions because we didn't ask for Young Rock themed questions because this episode is a surprise. But I have one. We know canonically the answer is pancakes. It was revealed in a commercial for, I think, Chef Boyardee. Probably. Or one of the WWE video games. The Rock is cooking pancakes. But to you, in your soul, and I ask this of all of us, what do you smell that The Rock is cooking? What is he cooking? I mean, like, just going off of his Instagram, I, w- I would say The Rock is cooking pancakes. Right? Yeah. he, does, he Like, honestly, if you, if you don't follow The Rock on Instagram, you're missing out on, like, the most indulgently amazing cheat days in the history of mankind. Where he's like, oh, yeah, I made cookie sandwiches. And it's these giant chocolate chip cookies that are the size of dinner plates with just peanut butter slathered between them. Matt, you look dazed. (laughs) I'm just trying to imagine. I thought you were going to say ice cream. I got really excited. No, no, no. Peanut butter slathered between two giant chocolate chip Mm. cookies. Or honestly, like imagine an entire sushi buffet, but just for one person. Like when he he's like, it's sushi day for my cheat day this week. And it's just platters of sushi everywhere. Hold on, is sushi not healthy? I thought sushi was healthy. Well, sushi's healthy, but like he's eating like sushi rolls with like with like like spicy tuna rolls and also just lots of it, like a surprising amount. Like I went to a very culty CrossFit gym and I can tell you right now, the rice and sushi is a problem for someone on his diet. That's way too many Mm, carbs for someone who needs to be on like during the day, he's on straight lean protein. Um, yeah. And that amount of rice is what it is. But like, also like when he gets pizza, it's like his whole like kitchen table. <laughs> I know, but, it, and also like, th- this is, this is what I respect about the rocks cheat day. Uh, when, when, when I was on like, like hardcore, like straightforward lean protein diets, which I have done before and they do work if you stick to them. Uh, the my cheat day was always like, oh man, Taco Bell. No, no, no. The Rock only has the best quality garbage food for his cheat days, <laughs> and I I respect that hustle. He can he can make that happen. He can order the finest pizzas. He can order the finest sushi and burgers. He can his brioche French toast that is uh freaking like covered in his, his brand of tequila mixed with maple syrup. Like that's life, man. Good for him. I want some, like I would love, I don't I, listen. I understand he's not really cooking this stuff. I get it. But like, I would love if the rock invited me over for just like a bro candlelight dinner in so which we ate his cheat day. A secret it's not even a secret. One of the things that I love to do is brainstorm what different celebrities should do for their like Omaze charity drives. Omaze is that thing Uh where people like you submit $10 for a raffle and then you get to do something. It's always like, come with me to the premiere. It's lame. Yeah. The rock should do an (laughs) Omaze campaign where the prize is you get to come have cheat day with the rock. Oh man. See, I'm into that, but I'll, I'll take you one further. I would like a week long Dwayne Johnson experience where you earn a cheat day with the rock by hanging out with him in the iron paradise or whatever he calls it. 
Like I w- I I'd like to work out with The Rock. I wonder if he would let people in because I have some questions about his leg day and how that works. <laughs> I have some questions about his legs. Holy cow! When you yeah. see him posting photos on leg day, and you're like, your legs are as big as my entire body. Like, like, good lord, dude. It's insane, but like I want to be there for the workout. I, Matt, I feel like we've gotten way off topic, <laughs> but yeah, the moral of the story is like I just want a cheat day with the Rock just once. Um, my answer to what he's cooking is um, ribs. I'm I'm real hungry now. <laughs> yep, come on over, guys. Uh, my smoker's buried under a foot of snow. Uh, I can't, Matt. I don't know if you know this. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm not getting on an airplane to come hang out with you in Chicago. Well, it's it's typical life here in Illinois. Buried in snow. Buried in snow. Good times. Uh, oh, Megan, thank you for coming on the show today. Where could they find you on the Internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mego Inc., but Inc. like Incorporated, because I it's the name of my future production company. <laughs> Every time and I want to make sh- I want to make sure the handle wasn't taken. <laughs> Every time, Meg. Someone asks you in my every time in my presence that I've heard you like you someone ask you what your Twitter handle is and you explain it. And every time you say it's because it's the name of my future production company. And every time I'm stoked because I'm like, it's going to be and I can't wait. I can't wait. But then like whoever, like when it happens, they have to go through and delete all of my like garbage opinions <laughs> about The Bachelor. <laughs> there, it's weird. There's 17,000 tweets about Bridgerton here. <laughs> That has nothing it's so to do true. with they our had upcoming casting this weekend. But also, I love that you were concerned that someone was going to take the Twitter name Mego Inc. Thank you for coming on. Good luck to your production company Thank and you. deleting all your tweets and and, and, and uh, TV guide. You know, and TV guide, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and as always, Chris, what are the final words this week? Oh man, I got nothing. Every week I ask you. I know. I know, and I'm never prepared for it. We'll see you um, next week. Cheeky baby. It's cheeky we'll see you next baby. week. Duh. We'll see you next week. Okay. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week. <laughs>